You are listening to National Security Law Today. Welcome to National Security Law Today, the podcast of the American Bar Association Standing Committee on Law and National Security. I'm Nicole, a member of the committee staff. I'm here with some of our usual hosts who are national security attorneys here moderating as individuals and not on behalf of their agencies or firms. You can find more about the Standing Committee online or join our listserv at AmericanBar.org slash NatSecurity. And I'm Andrew. This podcast is about national security issues that face attorneys in the government and the private sector. We will provide critical baseline information about the issues for new lawyers, lawyers that have been practicing national security law for years, journalists, and non-lawyers eager to improve their understanding of national security issues. And I'm Elisa. The ABA Standing Committee is comprised of seasoned national security lawyers and law professors. The committee has spent the past 55 years keeping lawyers and the public informed and aware of the most pressing questions in national security law today and helping them to anticipate the national security issues of tomorrow. We invite you in each of our episodes to join us at one of our programs or to pick up one of our publications. We deliver sober, well-reflected, unbiased updates on the hottest topics in the world of national security law. That means we'll unpack the issues that you see in the news and explain how the law works so that you have both context and greater understanding. I mean, it's good to place what you read in the newspapers into legal context, unless you prefer to remain confused, dismayed, and whipsawed. During the podcast, you can find links to the books and programs we discuss at AmericanBar.org slash NatSecurity and in the notes to this podcast. At the end of this podcast, please drop us a note at NationalSecurity at AmericanBar.org or on Twitter at ABA NatSec. We welcome your feedback. All right, today we take a brief detour from our series on private national security law to talk about some of the resources available from the ABA to help you in your practice of national security law. So, Andrew, can you kick it off? Sure. Um, So I've been told that the Bible-slash-encyclopedia of resources is the United States Intelligence Community Law Sourcebook, uh, most recently put out in the 2017 edition. Truth is, this is the one book you need on your desk if you're going to practice national security law and you cannot get a hold of the government-provided legal reference book for the intelligence community. All right, and this is a, let's talk about this for a minute. This really is a comprehensive legal resource. It talks about FBI oversight, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, all of the relevant executive orders on classified information and security clearance. And let's be blunt, the size of it is that of a small adobe hut. I'm going to give a sound effect here. So, so having worked on this tome with uh, some really expert colleagues like Adam Perlman and Harvey Rishikoff, uh, with support from others like Judge Jamie Baker and the countless other attorneys that are involved with the Standing Committee, I do need to say that any success or any value it provides is because of their effort, uh, and any shortcomings are solely my own. But that, but that also, I'm going to say, uh, it is in, not only is it a useful national security tool for legislative review and seeing the black letter law and some of the important speeches related to policy, it's also a national security tool because you can drop it on terrorists from a height. I agree with that. And it can be used for homeland defense when you stack several in an open window or door uh, to prevent invaders from uh, breaching your home. Or when you read those things in a newspaper that sounds so outrageous and you're just really frustrated and you can't figure out how something like that happened, you might refer to this because you could find out that people were following actual legal process and thereby place things in context. 
Yeah, and, and actually one of, the, one of the key reasons that we put this together was not solely for attorneys, although it is helpful if you're an attorney, but also for members of the news media and other external private sector organizations that, that read uh, or bump into national security stories. For instance, the new justices appointed to the FISA court uh, or the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act court um, is a, uh, a specialized niche in our practice area, and it would be good, we believe, as the American Bar Association, uh, if journalists cover it had access to the underlying laws, statutes, and executive orders that govern this area to ensure their reporting is accurate. That's correct. I would wholeheartedly agree with that. All right, so let's move on. We, um, we also have something called the Sourcebook on Public-Private Partnerships for Security and Resilience that was edited by Susan Ginsburg, who is a long-term, you know, highly experienced national security lawyer here in Washington, D.C., who has worked all over the government dealing with policy and national security from you know, the legislative to the executive branch. And this is really an essential reference for those whose practice involves working on public-private partnerships. So let's say you represent a, a company and there's Hurricane Sandy, and you're going to be involved in some of the cleanup uh, or some of the security afterwards. This would be an awesome resource, and it contains a roadmap of legal issues to consider before any deal is struck. And even after that kind of partnership is terminated, this book is also a really important one to have. Yeah, and I'm just going to jump in and say public-private partnerships have been the name of the game in uh, cyberspace and uh, cybersecurity when you think about the fact that 80-some percent of critical infrastructure resides in the private sector. That's it, true. And additionally, to, to really be successful on any of the security fronts, uh, there will be collaboration between the private sector, academia, and the government, and, and also state and local governments. So uh, that public-private partnerships book is an incredibly valuable resource, particularly for law firms that practice in any of those areas. And this goes back as far as Eisenhower, who said at the time they were beginning to develop the space program, government cannot do it alone. That's right. And along that cybersecurity alley, there is also the ABA Cybersecurity Handbook, which is a resource for attorneys, law firms, and business professionals. All right, and this book was edited by Jill Rhodes, who's been a guest on our cast, and Bob Litt, who's the former general counsel for the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, so I guess he knows a thing or two about it. We, we could say that he's a, a bit of a legend, uh, perhaps, in, uh, in the yes, community. an irascible, delightful legend. And Jill Rhodes is no small potatoes when it comes to cybersecurity and planning for successful breach remediation and response. With the growing volume and sophistication of cyber attacks on the rise, it is more important than ever to ensure that you're protected. And the second edition of a bestseller published by the ABA Cybersecurity Legal Task Force will help you to identify potential cybersecurity risks, take steps which will include training to lessen those risks, and better respond in the event of attack. It's really an easy-to-use handbook that addresses the current overarching threat describes how much of the technology works. And I have to add, when it describes how technology works, it's in terms that a mere mortal like myself can understand. Um, so, uh, so obviously, uh, Mr. Litt and Ms. Rhodes have put together something that not only is useful for the erudite practitioner, if you will, but also useful to a mortal like myself. So thank you. Highly, highly commended publication. And they really are experts in their field. And aside from writing things in, in words that I understand, they have also dealt with some of the most highly complex cybersecurity issues that any lawyers in the country have ever faced. And then in sort of identifying who might be interested in this book, let me add one thing. If you're a practitioner who's handling national security, look at your own system. 
Think about everything that you may lose if your own law firm is hacked, law firms being a point of confluence. This is obviously a helpful book for you um, to start thinking of. You don't have to turn to the International Standards Organization 27,000 series. You can even start right here. And just a bit earlier, we mentioned journalists and the resources that they might want to use, but the ABA also has a book on national security, whistleblowers, leaks, and the media. That's right. So people talk a lot about whistleblowers, which, as we've learned from one of our guests, Mark Zaid, is not always a correct label, at least not a legally correct label. Um, And we've also learned that leakers don't enjoy the same protections as whistleblowers. So there is law governing this when we hear about a data dump, a, a loss of information to any kind of entity that's not authorized to receive it, that doesn't have a need to know. What is the law that governs this? This book is particularly helpful to journalists, people outside the government who are trying to understand better what law would apply when they hear about these acts in the news, and we've certainly heard about a lot of them over the last decade. Right. It's important to remember that all of these terms, uh, whistleblower, leaker, and legitimate media have very specific definitions, and they do mean different things, although they frequently get thrown about by the pundits on cable news and talk radio. So it's very important for all of us, and particularly as attorneys, to help uh, remind the public what those definitions are uh, so that we all share a common framework for understanding these uh, very important issues in our time. And speaking of complicated words, uh, I'm going to move on to one of the programs, not publications, that the uh, ABA Standing Committee on Law and National Security has begun sponsoring. It's called The Lawyer's Jerga. Wow. Okay, well, that sounds like a meeting of Afghan warlords or some sort of a dance that's sort of loosely based on yoga. Uh, But seriously, this is occurring on March 23rd, right around the corner, and the 24th, at Ohio State University. And it's really... Pretty amazing. This is basically your future-looking program. Artificial intelligence and national security is one of the topics and panels. The future of digital intelligence, cyber quantum computing, define that right now, audience. AI, uh, or artificial intelligence, and cryptography. Issues of government organization, capacity, and accountability. Teaching emergency technologies and national security in a country that does not have nationalized education, like so many that are exceeding in this area. Emerging technologies, national security law, and ethics. That really covers everything you might need to know to get started in this area and even can develop what you may already know. I'm just going to say it's a good thing that uh, that particular event will be packed by the leading academics and private practice attorneys in this field to to really help clarify some of those complicated areas. Absolutely. Um, And that is just a sample of the resources that we have available, all of which you can find through the notes on this cast and on our website. But I do have one hypothetical which we always ask toward the end of the podcast. So, Andrew, let's say that you're advising me, and let's imagine I'm a young... (coughs) lawyer living in Mission in San Francisco, and I want to develop a national security law practice. And all of my friends from college, they are, you know, people that I used to play beer pong with. We used to go walking in Muir Woods talking about ridiculous things. And now they're doing startups, and I want to advise them. What should I do? Well, uh, funny you should ask. (laughs) (laughs) So beer pong and youth are in my past. But I will say that As a young attorney coming out of law school, one of the things I found absolutely most valuable was participating in person in the ABA Standing Committee on Law and National Securities programs. 
uh, not just the annual review of national security law, which happens on an annual basis and brings really the, the key leaders from Duke, Georgetown, University of Virginia, Syracuse, uh, and many other law schools that should not feel omitted because I didn't say their name, but also the general counsels of the principal national security-related agencies in the country and partners at many large firms that practice in these areas. So I have to say that just showing up in person was an absolutely vital component for me as I started my career more than a decade ago. And in the meantime... And in the meantime, if you can't join us in person... And even if you can. And if you can, uh, you can find a host of our publications, just a few of which we discussed on this podcast. Uh, And I'm going to ask Nicole to tell you the website. So you can find everything we've talked about today at AmericanBar.org slash NatSecurity. Whether you'd like to get one of the books, register for the lawyer jerga that's coming up. It will be in Columbus, Ohio. And I should mention, it is free to attend. So check us out in the notes to this podcast. We will have all the links on Twitter at ABA NatSec and on Line at AmericanBard.org slash NatSecurity. And think how much better your office is going to look with these three books on a shelf just behind your desk where any of your clients can see when they walk in the door. So there you go. And I did mention that you will be safer if you buy several copies of the Intelligence Community Law Sourcebook, if for no other reason than 1,000 plus pages of statute, executive order, and policy document will keep you protected. I think that's right. So right now, if you're out there thinking about how much you want to practice law in a skiff and pop vitamin D all day, or maybe you would prefer to get sunlight and work in private national security law. As long as you're smart enough to know that national security law gives you a front row seat to history. And you do not want to sit on the sidelines or watch life from a distance. Then join us again next time for National Security Law Today, brought to you by the American Bar Association Standing Committee on Law and National Security. And we hope to see you at our next conference or breakfast program. Because social networking, it isn't really networking. Show up at one of our breakfasts or lunches or conferences. Continue to listen to the cast. And check us out on AmericanBar.org forward slash NatSecurity. Or follow us on Twitter at ABA NatSec. And most of all, you will not have more fun with a group of national security policy wonks and attorneys than you will at an ABA Standing Committee on Law and National Security event. So from all of us here, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to National Security Law Today. Look for links to the Black Letter Laws and articles mentioned on our show today in the notes or on our website. You can also find us on Twitter at ABA Matt Sack.